Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ Podcast brought to you by our new network. We switched again, man. Our new network, the Believe Podcast Network. It's crazy because uh, we were just kind of talking about this a few minutes ago. Right as soon as I got you know the, the phrase right the first time around, because uh, it took me a minute to say Belio Sports Podcast every episode. Like it, it took me a minute. And finally, once I got it down packed on the first try, memorized, we end up switching up. But we're definitely excited to sign up with this new network, man. Hopefully, you um, our listeners and subscribers, you guys will be able to to really feel, hear, um, and sense the difference. So we're really, really excited about that. So definitely a huge shout out to the Believe Podcast Network. Um, they got a lot of great shows over about what two, three hundred different podcasts in their networks. They're they're really putting a huge emphasis on trying to um, have a player represent every single team um, from every different sport. So there's there's a huge focus on it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely check them out. Really good stuff. We're really excited about it and perfect timing because season's right around the corner. We're down, uh, completed already three preseason games. We got another one, um, against the Brazilian club Flamengo, who we've had somewhat of an experience with before in the past. And then it's, it's showtime, man. How excited are you to finally get the season and, and kicking it off? Oh man, finally, you know, for us, as well as we've been playing in preseason, as fun as it's been, I can't wait to see the starters, you know, play 30 minutes, play the end of the third quarter, play the fourth quarter. We haven't actually seen that yet in preseason. Um, So while this has been fun, I'm ready for the real thing to start here. Exactly. Um, A few days away now, Wednesday of next week. So exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, earlier today, um, I can't remember who was that posted on social media, but someone had posted uh, a sound clip of the Ringer talking about the Magic. They they've been kind of a becoming a bigger, bigger fan of the Orlando Magic. They they got a few guys out there that that really root for the team and and are Magic fans. So free propaganda for us. But um, they they were having a conversation with um with Bill Simmons, who um they were they were predicting an over under. Uh, you know, wins for the Magic. And the number was, you know, could the Magic win above 37, 38 games? And to hear them both say yes, um, a little convincing, but to hear them both say yes, it's like, okay, I'm not, you know, when we talk about what we predict and what we believe is not coming from a place of bias or fanboying. It, this is really something that can be real it it can be something that definitely you know turns into uh fruition and i think that now that we're finally here we're going to be able to sense you know a different feel for the magic because last season we dealt with injuries in training camp right this is when we end up learning that you know markel folds jammed his big toe and he was going to be out for a minute and then it turned into us not having a point guard for a good amount of time so um going into the season super healthy Jonathan Isaac playing the little bit that he's playing still feeling good afterwards um you you have to imagine that there's a lot of excitement not just in the front office not just from the fan base um even though we're not getting the national media um recognition that we believe we deserve and rightfully so you know I, I truly do believe it's only a matter of time before we we end up breaking into that spectrum of uh, it's almost impossible to ignore what we're doing and what we're capable of. A hundred percent. I mean, the funny thing is uh, both of those guys at the ringer were actually talking about how they going into the recording, they had the magic under that win total. And then I started talking about it, Paolo, France, and kind of going through it. They're both like, wait, actually we're going to go over on them. They know that Paolo and France can be that special. Uh, and again, just talking about it, they realized it. They, I know they're big fans. We, we've heard them all of last season talking about drooling really over Paolo and France, what the future may look like with them. Um, so it's kind of cool to see how as they're kind of putting more thought into it, it's not just looking at the magic, the name and thinking they, they'll be in the lottery again. It's like, wait, they actually have a good team. Um, that was fun to see. 
And to your point, I think the national media in general will, will come around once they see us play, once they see us actually start off the season with a good record, hopefully um, that will change uh, their minds. But right now, as you said, ESPN, all those other national medias not really paying attention to us. I think they will soon enough. Yeah. And Bill Simmons even says something that I thought was pretty interesting where, you know, he had mentioned that, you know, he, you know, he has his, he, he can see Franz Wagner winning most improved player of the year. Like it's yep. something that he can truly see. And he gave the example of, you know, SGA who had an incredible season prior to him winning most improved player of the year to him, you know, completely advancing his offensive uh, statistic category all the way up to like 27, 28 points per game. And he ended up winning that award. So, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of excitement around France, a lot of excitement around Paolo. Um, and then it's, it's just the, the magic, just having a whole lot of a collection of talent on their team. And we got a chance to really get to see what those rotations really look like with this third preseason game. I felt this uh, this preseason game allowed for us, the, the second game against the Pelicans, allowed for us to really uh, put into action, put into play what certain things are going to look like. You know, we, we saw um, Jalen Suggs has started every single game so far for this preseason. So I'm pretty confident to, to feel like that's not going to change. We're going to go into the season with Jalen Suggs um, being our starting two guard, which I'll be honest, I'm surprised kind of in a way, but also not surprised. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't been upset. I wouldn't have been shocked if, you know, Gary Harris would have, would have started in that, that two position. Right. But I'm obviously not shocked at all that Jalen Suggs is starting because we, we saw his progression. We saw his growth towards the end of the season. We love everything that he said during training camp. Um, and to, to kind of see him really get that nod three times in a row going into the season, I'm excited for it because his jump shot looks awesome. Defensively, he's still there. He looks in great shape. He put on some muscle. Um, and there's a lot to be excited for when it comes to Jalen Suggs. I think so, too. I think we're, we're all kind of surprised initially when he was a starting shooting guard game one of preseason. By now, we're like, okay, we, we can see why. And mind you, nothing to say against Gary Harris. The minutes that he has played, he's looked great. He's hitting three-pointers. He's playing good defense. He's been a good vet. Um, but to your point, man, I think with the way this team is growing right now, having sucks out there with the starters make the most sense. Uh, he's done nothing wrong to, to lose that spot. So as long as he keeps shooting the ball well, playing good defense, and again, playing within the rhythm of the offense, not, not letting the game go too fast, not trying to force things, that's the key for him. Um, defensively, we know he's a beast. He's going to do that every single night. Uh, we just need to stay healthy, man. If he can stay healthy, think about that draft from a couple of years ago, man. If Suggs pans out, which we all think he will, right? It's just a matter of time. But if he pans out, think about the, the Vooch trade and then that draft in 2022, man. Also actually getting, you know, Paolo, uh, sorry, Franz and Suggs, then getting Paolo and getting Wendell on that trade as well. And now, of course, Jet is part of that trade for Vooch as well. It's crazy to think about how, again, a team can change truly its trajectory in a couple of years through the draft by making one good trade. Um, so I'm really rooting for Jalen. I think he deserves it, man. I think he, he's playing really, really hard. The mindset is there. Just need him to stay healthy. That's the key for him. Yeah, and that's the key for, for a lot of our players, man, is, is sure. make or break. This is the year that you know our team needs to be healthy. And, and really, if we're really thinking about it, when it comes to, and this is something that we've talked about so much, uh, consolidating our, our, our talent that we have. We have too many young guys, too many guards, so on and so forth, that we believe that this is going to be the, the trade deadline where the Magic really, really makes some noise and, and they start making movements. You want to be able to have your front office be able to make those decisions with a healthy roster. We really still, like, we only got a glimpse uh, to see of what Jonathan Isaac, um, you know, is collectively and cohesively with our team. We got a small glimpse last season. We got a small glimpse so far in preseason. But we really we really don't know. Like Jonathan Isaac to me is probably the most interesting case simply because he's in the second unit and we know damn well there's enough talent in there to where he should be in the starting lineup. But what the hell does that look like? You know, you're you're stacked with Wendell, you're stacked with obviously Paulo and Franz. Um, could there be something in the future where, you know, you maybe, uh, you maybe move Franz back because we experimented 
you know, with Franz being in, in playing the two guard, right? Is there a lineup that we're able to see Jonathan Isaac be with the starting lineup in some capacity? You know, defensively, we saw him in preseason go absolutely ballistic defensively. You know, and it's it's great because you you're still able to see the explosives the explosiveness that he has, uh, his athletic ability, his his really his eagerness to defend the rim. Like there's there's skill, right? And then there's there's having the body for it. A clear example is Mo Bamba. He had the body, he just didn't have the skill for it. He didn't have the one, like the 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 eagerness, the desire to to protect the rim for whatever God knows reason. It just he didn't have that dog mentality part in him that wanted to do that. Jonathan Isaac does, and it comes naturally. Um, so that that's the part to me that is is most interesting and i'm i'm curious to see what that looks like if he can stay healthy if they can increase his minutes past 10 11 minutes a game and and playing more than the first half i wonder what that looks like you know 40 50 games in i mean ideally he's somewhere near the 25 30 minutes mark at least if he's still coming off the bench but to your point man the way that he impacts the game if he's healthy 100 percent it's going to be hard to keep him off the court. Because, I mean, just last night we saw him play, what was it? Ten minutes exactly, three rebounds, three blocks. What do we struggle with? Protecting the paint, rebounding the ball. So it's like he does the things that we need uh, from a player. And mind you, he struggled yesterday shooting the ball a little bit um, against New Orleans. But reality is he's done well from the mid-range. He's, he's done well hitting three-pointers when he's been healthy last year a little bit in preseason so far. Um, so if he can maintain that going forward, it's going to be hard to get him, to keep him on the bench. And to your point, a lineup featuring, you know, Wendell, Paolo, J.I., Franz, and someone like Markel, how the heck did, did you score on that? Did, all these dudes are over 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, These saying at least defenders. It's going to be interesting to see how, if they ever play with that uh, idea at the very least. Yeah, and, and if I'm being honest, I'm in no rush for that. Um, take your time with Jonathan Isaac. Uh, if we only get 15, 20 minutes of him a night, hopefully we get to that point, right? Like we're, we're all stuck on this nine to 11 minute range that we've seen all preseason long. So hopefully we get to that point, but ideally we want him to be his longevity. It has to be number one priority. And I hate the fact that I'm saying this because, you know, you, you get to a point where you're just tired of babying him, right? You're tired of, of protecting him in a sense. But it doesn't matter what your feeling is for Jonathan Isaac on and off the court. The dude is a baller. And the dude has a massive uh, impact factor that we desperately need. And there's, there's no shying away from it. And watching him with the second unit is so much fun. I like seeing him out there with Joe Ingles and, and Cole Anthony and, and Gary Harris. Like I like seeing those group of guys. Um, because the second unit is fun to watch. Like when the when the starters like there's there's a point during the preseason game where the starters were man, they weren't playing all that great. I'm like, all right, guys, time to go. I'm ready for the second unit. <laughs> Bring them in now, right? Um, because when they come in, is it's new blood, new energy. They're fun to watch, and I think that that's going to be you know a, a a massive x factor for the magic that it, you know when teams come and and they play against us like there's no there's no time for break man there's there's we got a bunch of dogs on the team and they're they're we're ready to go we're ready to play and we we we're going out there with something to prove and i think that's the biggest thing man that's that's the difference between um this team and and other teams in other seasons that there's there's a clear chip on our shoulders and they all acknowledge it and all the all the players have have communicated it in some capacity. And now's the time to win. But it's also time I think to so prove too. It. I think so too. But to your point, man, I think the depth of this team definitely a strength this year. And again, we really haven't seen this team healthy. Like again, really the last three, four years, like they haven't been healthy. We we don't know what we have. And this year, having 15, 16 guys that are healthy that should be actually getting minutes for many NBA teams. That's the exciting part that nobody that comes in, anyone that comes into the, the game at any point can produce at a high level for this team. That's exciting. Um, and to your point, the bench last night, I know, I know we ended up losing the game against uh, New Orleans, but 
there was a point in that game where it was so fun to watch that second unit. Uh, again, Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, uh, Joe Ingles, J.I., and Mo Wagner. It was so fun to watch. And by the way, what what a refreshing thing it is to – I know we Mo Bamba's not part of the team anymore, but you talked about him earlier. And it reminded me, like, having Mo Bamba as a backup and then now having uh, Mo Wagner as the actual backup, what a difference, man. The energy level, the way that he plays the game – He's a, he's a dog, man. And this dude, I don't know how he does it, but every single night he's scoring 12, 15 points off the bench. You're like, how did he do it? Energy. That's how he does it. It's refreshing to see. Yeah, it is. It is. It is fun. I can't believe we did the Mo Bamba experience for so long. It is fun. <laughs> um, and it, the great thing also for a player like, like Mo Wagner is that he's, you know, his role is more, he knows what his role is now. Right. So where with Mo Bamba, it was a little, it's a little weird. He was kind of like the third string center, but then he would get more minutes than Mo because, you know, obvious reasons. And, you know, now he, he knows what his place is. And, you know, I, I think that this season is going to be a really good season for him. And, and he's, he, he got new dollars, man. This dude is, is playing basketball, uh, the richest he's ever been. So he's, he's out there. He's having fun. He enjoys his teammates. He's, he's a fighter, man. He goes out there, even if he, you know, messes up on a play or whatever the case may be, you know, he's, he's a player that, you know, a hundred percent, no matter what day it is, who we're playing against, uh, who it is that he's covering, he, he's giving 150% effort. Um, oh, yeah. so I, I do, I do want to ask you a couple questions about our rookies, but before we get into that, I, I definitely want to mention a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, we, we received a social media attack from Shalisa at Hey Sweet Tweets. Uh, who wrote, spoke to my dad earlier to talk magic basketball, like father, like daughter. And he tells me he listens to the Six Man Show and Orlando Magic HQ on YouTube all the time. And I'm just like now learning this. <laughs> um, so want to take a moment just to say, man, Chalisa's Pops, I, we appreciate you for listening and, and following and, and listening to our takes, no matter how good or bad they may be. We appreciate you as a listener, and uh, man, if if you got your daughter to be able to watch Magic Basketball and and follow it the way that she does, man, hopefully I get to follow in your footsteps and and be able to do the same thing with my daughter. I'm I'm already got her like doing the Let's Go Magic chant, so that's where we're at in the journey right now. Um, then we need to start getting her to point out Magic players. So that's that's next that's on next. the list. And then <laughs> the the other thing I wanted to mention is we we have. Uh, rolled out our new website if you haven't seen it definitely take a look at it because we put a lot of work into it and in my opinion I may not agree but in my opinion it looks absolutely amazing if you haven't check it out orlandomagichq.com where you start to see uh, every single thing that happens orlando magic related you you're going to be able to see it there first as quick as we do it on social media and then we have also created a forum which is awesome. You're able to go in there, create a username and password, um, create topics, and and be able to interact and connect with other Magic fans. So if you haven't already checked it out, go in there, OrlandoMagicHQ.com, forum, create a username and password, and start connecting. Um, Anything you want to add about the website? Yeah, man. All I want to say is, again, this is really your one-stop shop. So you know how we have our Twitter, we have our Instagram, and that's been our, our kind of our brand, right? We, we post all the updates as soon as they happen on social media. We're making really a big effort to also make that happen immediately on our website going forward. There is a top portion of the news called Magic News, uh, latest Magic News. That's where you can see basically everything that is happening. If you scroll down, you'll find our most recent articles. You'll find our most recent videos, our podcast episodes. So you got everything in one spot. That was the idea of this website is, hey, anything Magic related that is happening, one-stop shop for you guys. Hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Leave it in the comments if you check it out. What do you like? Even if, well, you don't, what don't you like about it? Give us any feedback you have. We're always uh, willing to listen and make changes. But uh, thank you guys for your support. We're doing this for you guys. Uh, the whole idea is to make it easier for you guys to follow the magic. Uh, as we really believe this team's about to make, make a major leap starting this season. We want to be a part of that journey with you guys. So uh, let, let's do this thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing I wanted to add, because uh, people were holding us accountable this last episode in regards to a <laughs> wager that Al and I had. Uh, yes. Al, you're supposed to be taking the reins and hosting one of these episodes. So I'm not going to let you forget about it. It's going to be in the back burner. We just need to figure out what, what episode we're going to do. That. We, we should probably roll that out the first season. That way I can, I can take the back seat a little bit. Let's do it. What, what about next week, man? I'm down. We can do it next week. Done. Easy. First Book week it. of the season. 
Book it. Let's do it. Book it. All right. So all the commercial stuff is out of the way. The real question, the burning question is, you know, Anthony Black, Jet Howard are rookies who in this last preseason game, uh, we really didn't see them until towards the end of the game, which I kind of expected because now this is where we're really trying to prepare for the season. We we sort of started to see um, they get to play a bulk of the minutes, right? And then, you know, our second unit, unit so on and so forth. So they, they really got into the game like later, later on um, in the second half. So, you know, Anthony Black obviously struggled. Same with Jay Howard. Should we be worried about our rookies? Should the fan base be worried? Did we make not? I don't want to say. I don't want to ask. Did we make the mistakes? But uh, should we be prepared for a longer journey in terms of uh, development and impact from our rookies going into this season? So I think it's it's hard to say, right? I think people on Twitter have been saying it like we gave AG and Mo Bamba years to to try to develop and become who they were going to eventually become. Um, we're judging these guys on three games, right? And a summer league, like it's too soon for that. Um, however, I will tell you, and I think if you've been a listener of our podcast, you know this about me and about us, how we felt about the picks when they happened. Um, I was never really a fan of the Anthony Black pick. Like, I'll be really honest about that. That has not changed. I never saw the fit. I never saw his play style fitting in with the magic when we already have three, four guards that are going to play in front of him, in my opinion. Um, and not for nothing, he has not really helped his cause in, pre- in preseason. It's way too early. I keep saying this. I hope to God this is a Franz Wagner situation where struggle summer league, really looked back in preseason, and then he blew up after that. I hope that is the case. I hope I'm proven wrong. Please save this clips. Play it in the future. I'm okay with that. The reality is, though, up until this point, if fit is an issue, he looks completely overwhelmed on the offensive end. And I'm going to blame that on the fact that he is, again, a rookie, perhaps. But when you compare that to like a Jet Howard, it's night and day, man. Jed Howard is like a Terrence Strauss Jr. He's basically getting the ball, jacking them up. Last game, he struggled. But before that, he was shooting 50% from three-point range. That is a skill that he brings to the team. He's doing it well. I am yet to see a skill that Anthony Black brings to the team that I'm like, oh, I can see that right then and there. Defense, okay, we have so many defenders. We, we didn't need that with the sixth pick of the draft. Um, and not for nothing. You look at Utah, Keontae George. You look at Houston, uh, Whitmore. And you look back and say, man, we could have gotten one of those crazy offensive players plus Jed Howard. Let's just, let's just throw that out there. Why? Like, what, why did we go with a point guard that's a defensive-minded, tall guy? Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me still. Again, please prove me wrong. Uh, again, it's too early to judge him, but I just don't see the fit to this day. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean, in three games played, 15, average 15.2 minutes a game, averaging two point three three points a game like it you 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 hope and you expect for your rookies to okay let me let me take a step back uh we've been spoiled that's that's really the main issue right we've been absolutely spoiled with paulo bancaro and franz wagner um anthony black and jet howard it's not franz they're not paulo obviously um and it's still it's still too early you know if if anyone is if there's any uh, reference or history that we can look at um, is obviously Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner was a player that nobody wanted. Let's be honest, nobody wanted Franz Wagner. And if you did, you're a genius and the Magic should hire you. Um, and he ended up being a complete stud, right? And during Summer League, we didn't see anything amazing. During preseason, we didn't see anything amazing. It wasn't really until the season started where we were really able to see, you know, the type of player holistically that Franz is and is continuing to become. With that being said, we we know what Anthony Black is, at least right now, right? We know that his bread and butter is going to be playmaking. It's going to be his defensive, his defensive presence. It's going to be his size, his body. And I think that's going to take him a minute to really get accustomed to the game, right? The the tough part <clears throat> when it comes to these these young players coming into the league, especially now with our team being so loaded, is that unfortunately coach is going to have to see that in practice first, right? Because that's practice what's going to allow for those minutes to really be shown <clears throat> during the game for them to have the opportunity. Um, Jet Howard, 
we know what we're getting with Jet Howard for the most part. Defensively, we know that there's there's opportunity there, but he's he's a sharpshooter. That's that's what we're hoping, expecting to get. You know, I think that this is an unfair question to ask right away. Um, and I think that maybe if we give it a good two, three, like like let's let's give it a solid 15, 20 minutes game, uh, 20 games, and then let's revisit it and then kind of compare from that point because then you you have a bigger sample size um and you're able to see exactly what the plan is on how they're going to utilize yeah i think i think honestly all-star break so you got to kind of look back and say hey how does how this guy's doing and mind you i truly don't think they're going to play much at least early on in the season i think we have enough depth talent in front of them it would take injuries to happen i call anthony injury so now anthony black has to step in and be the, the backup point guard but again, I think initially what we saw last night in that first half where they didn't play, that's more than likely what will happen. Um, eventually, does Jay Howard surpass Joe Ingles in the rotation? Who knows? Well, we're about to find out as the season goes on. But to your point, I think it's unfair to talk about it right now. Uh, we can always revisit, you know, all-star break and see how, how we're doing by then. Yeah. So talk to me. Prediction-wise, for this preseason, what would you say is your one hot take? And don't don't give me the the easy stuff of hey we're gonna make the playoffs like I get I get I'm not considering that as a hot take anymore. Give me give me a really good solid hot take. Hot take will be I'm debating two in my head right now, but I'll tell you one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cole Anthony will be a finalist for six men of the year. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. What you got? What you got? I think Jonathan Isaac somehow ends up cracking the starting lineup without Whoa. injury. Whoa, that's a hot take it's right there. Take. It's my hot take. Sheesh. Well, I'm going to save yeah. this episode and, re- and play that back in a, in a few months. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I feel I just, and obviously we, we talked about it a little bit, uh, a little bit ago, but it, it's just, I, I see, I just see it, man. I, I see, I see all of it. <clears throat> what we re- what he really needs, like to me, his, his missing, uh, link right now is obviously health, right? The shooting, it's 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 a shooting, and he he will tell you himself, right? That he's still trying to get his legs underneath him. You know, he <laughs> airballed a, a couple of those shots in in preseason. You know, they they didn't look pretty, but I think if 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 he's able to to consistently hit that shot, I don't I don't know, man. Uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where, who, what, when, where. I mean, I, I think what would make the most sense is Franz at the two, and then you know Apollo three, Ji three. I don't, I don't know. I'd positionless basketball, throw them out there, figure it out. I don't know, but that that would be my hot take. Um, does it happen? Probably not, but um, I would love to see it. I, I think it it it'd be awesome to be able to see Jonathan Isaac out there with that group. I think if it doesn't happen. I think we'll see we'll see it quite a bit. Like it may not happen as like this is a starting lineup and Ji is part of it. It might just be he comes in at the seven minute mark and he plays the rest of the first quarter with the starters or whatever it may be. Um, but I think we'll see that plenty this year. I think that's just a such an enticing lineup. You you got to give it a try. Uh, will any of the Magic players be nominated for an NBA award? Uh, Paulo got Rookie of the Year last year. Um, what are we looking like this year? Is is there another award out there that you believe that the Magic could get? So I threw out there Cole Anthony for six men of the year, right? Like that, he'll be a finalist for that. Um, I'll do one more. That is Franz Wagner will definitely be considered one of the most improved players this season coming up as well. So I was debating between Markel and, and Franz, but I think Franz takes him, and I think he he's in for a major leap. If you saw the game against New Orleans this past game, man, dude is locked in. Uh, I don't know about you, but he gives me this Clay Thompson vibes. I've been I've been saying this since that since last year. That three point shot, man, is so smooth, so clean, effortless, and it just every shot looks like it's gonna go in. Um, com- contrast that with his offensive power going into the rim, like his ability to go to the rim, euro step, finish over bigger defenders. I, I think we're in for a great season uh, from Franz. So that will be my second kind of nomination. So I got Cole, six man of the year, and I got Franz, most improved. Nice. I would say maybe like a community award, right? Best teammate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think this is the season for awards. Uh, if I'm being honest, I don't. Uh, rookie of the year that was an easy one, right? <clears throat> this year, I don't. I don't. I don't see it, and I also don't think that that should be 
anyone's goal. It, it'd be nice, but damn it, get us inside the playoffs. Worry about all of that later, right? Um, if there was an award that I would absolutely love for one of our guys to get, it would be some all defensive nod. That would that would be awesome. Jalen Suggs, Markel Fultz, Jaylen, if uh, you know Jonathan Isaac can you know play over twenty five minutes a game and really be impactful defensively, that would be awesome. Um, but I really don't see it happening this season for us. I think that you know it, that that should be the least concern for anyone um in the playoff playoffs got to be priority simple as that and i'm not i'm not talking about you know play in and then playoffs i'm talking about like let's let's get in there man let's get sixth seed fifth fifth seed why not why not us make it happen i think it's doable i think it's doable yeah and and i truthfully and i'll i'll kind of put it this way is you you look at a team like the miami heat last season which i honestly i i was I wasn't impressed by them all season long. I felt like, you know, even even though they kind of got us a few times last year, I, I felt like, you know, if if certain things from an officiating standpoint <clears throat> went our way, or you know, a couple shots here, defensive stop there, you know, it could have it could have it could have gone our way. And we we create our our team. If there's one thing about the Magic is that we're we're going to be able to make or become a matchup nightmare for a lot of these teams. And with the with a team like the Miami Heat that they were barely in the play in, and then made it all the way to the promised land, right? That I'm not saying that we're going to follow that path, but I'm what I'm saying is, you know, as long as we get in, who knows what could happen? But I don't even think the expectation should be to just get in the play in. The expectation should be, you know, get into the playoffs, man. Don't don't worry about. Where where it is that we land, try to win every single game, take a one game at a time, and I think we're going to end up surprising a lot of people, man. I, I don't I don't think the winning above thirty eight games is is going to be too far fetched, at least not from uh, inside perspective that we're seeing. I think so too. The fact that some experts are thinking the same way it makes it feel more real, in my opinion. Yeah. So what what it, what would you say is your final prediction? Uh, for this season, for the Magic, what what do you think that the Magic end up uh, from a record standpoint? I'm gonna go with going back and forth on this one all day, but I'm gonna go with 42 and 40. So we finish above 500 for the first time since 19. I want to say that's the one year that we ended up over 500. Um, we make the playoffs. Uh, whether it's playing or playoffs will depend on people, of course, above us. It depends how the East pans out, but I think it will at least be a playing spot. But my goal for this team this year is to take another leap to win, you know, another eight more games, whatever it may be, and get to 42. Uh, that would be massive for us. That would be a massive leap going from 21 wins to 34 to now 42. That would be impressive. Um, so that's my prediction. What about you? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch it a little bit farther out, man. I'm gonna say Ooh. 45, and and I know that that's a that's a lot, but here's here's my thinking. Uh, team is healthy, talent first, you know, first uh, first string, second string. We got guys that can really play in that third string as well and contribute. And 45, man, it just it just feels it feels like the right number. And you talk about the following season. You know, 50 isn't too far from 45, right? Now now you're looking at becoming a team that that can really, really be expected. Like uh you, you look at you look at the Boston Celtics, right? Boston Celtics, you know for a fact they're gonna be in the play in uh the playoffs, excuse me. Uh Sixers, you know that I mean, depending on what ends up happening, you you know that that's a team that's expected to be in the playoffs. Milwaukee Bucks, they're expected to be in the playoffs, right? Um we need to get to a point where that's that's us. Like playing would be considered a, a disappointment. It's, you know, it would be considered a failure in, in some capacity. Like I, I feel, I personally feel like 45 is, is not, it's not impossible. It, it can happen. And who knows, you know, what that even looks like. Like what does 45 games one really look like? Like what do we do in the trade deadline? Who do we move? Who do, who do we bring in? Are we playing so good basketball? That you're not even looking. I mean, ideally, that's that would be that would be the ideal outcome, right? That we mm-hmm. do absolutely nothing in trade deadline because we are crushing it 
and we don't want to mess up any of the chemistry, the the good basketball that we're playing. Like that's that's the ultimate hope. The ultimate hope is that you don't have to move nobody. Um, but if there's an opportunity to upgrade the roster, then you know you, you got to do it. And you know, forty forty five would be the number that I would I would put in. And if I put money on it, like if I'm a betting man, which I am, if I'm a betting man, <laughs> and uh, I would bet the forty five. And and if I lost it then I, I wouldn't even be mad just because I, I have that much belief. Listen, I like it. I think 42, 45 strike there. I'll take anything in that range will be amazing for this team. Of course, shock us all and win 50. But the reality is if they're anywhere over 500, that to me is a major win this year. But ultimately, I want to see this team play in April, late April, not just early April, late April into the playoffs. I want to see a game at Amway Center, see that crowd rocking. By the way, shout out to Magic fans, man. Preseason game one against the Pelicans. 17,500 fans showed up. So we missed it from a sellout by a thousand fans. That is incredible. I cannot wait for, for Wednesday opening night. It's going to be, as the kids now say, it's going to be a movie on there, man. It's going to be fun as heck to, that, to be in there. Is that, is that what the kids say, Al? I think so, man. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's it's good to see the, the fan base showing up and showing out. Um, and I really think that that's going to be the battle this year, right? Is is starting to hear, you know, the once the Magic start winning, it's when you start to hear the other fan base that normally attempts to make their presence be felt in our home slowly drain out and slowly start losing that battle of of noise capacity. And I and I think that we're off to a good start. Obviously, the momentum has to come from the team itself. To where they're they're starting to win games, and um, a lot of that has to do with with Paolo leading us, Franz leading us. So that that kind of leads me to to my next question: When it comes to who you believe is going to end up being our leading scorer, is it the world champion Franz Wagner, or <laughs> is it Rookie of the Year Paolo Bancaro? I think it'll be Paolo. I think Paolo will find a way to, to still lead this team. He'll be option number one, even though preseason he's been very quiet, extremely quiet and passive, but I think he's just saving his body for, for the season. Um, I mean, getting to the free throw line, killing it from mid-range, attacking the rim, Paolo will find a way to drop over 20 points a night. I think we'll see him closer to 24 points a game, um, but I do think France will average over 20 points this season, whether that is 22, 23, 24, who knows? He will definitely get to over 20. Um, but I do think Paulo finds a way to lead this team. Again, he is option number one. The only way that changes is if Paulo is out for a couple of weeks, months, whatever it may be, God forbid, injury-wise. And then Franz is the guy that leads us in, in that time. Um, but no, I think Paulo leads us. Uh, what about you? I mean, a few episodes ago, we, we titled the episode Batman and Batman. Batman versus Batman. Like, I, that's, that's, that's how I really view them. I don't, I don't view... Uh, Franz being a, a tier under Paolo, uh, I don't I don't view Paolo as having such a huge massive gap from Franz Wagner. Um, I think I think Franz winning uh you know the the gold medal for international play, um representing Germany. I think that 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 gave him such a such a swagger about him that he already had. But like you watch him play now, and you know, obviously, it's not we're not we're not talking about sophomore Franz anymore. This is junior year, three year in Franz. There, there's there's a a certain level of experience that he now looks like he plays with. Whether that's poise, whether that's a game slowing down for him, whether it's you know just the experience of battle, whatever you want to call it, um, he he looks awesome out there, and we haven't even really seen it at, at full gear just yet. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Franz leading us, right? I and I hope that that's the case. I hope that Paulo Bancaro has to play catch up. You know, I I I really hope that the strategy isn't give the ball to Paulo and then that's it. Like I I I truly believe that that's Paulo Franz is going to be our one two punch combo, and there there needs to be equal touches for for both of them because. You know, it's it's pick, it's pick your poison, man. Two six foot ten dynamic forwards that can do just about anything. Um, it's it's dangerous, and it's 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 going to turn into this this new wave of of 
want and need from a lot of these NBA teams. So um, I would put I would put my money on Franz. Wow, that's another hot take. You got you got Ji cracking the sudden lineup. You I mean, Franz I mean, scoring. Let, let me okay. Wait, let me let me reiterate. I'm, I'm really saying Franz because you already said Paolo. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm just gonna take the flip side on it. Um, but yeah, who who cares, man? Ho- hopefully, it's it's you know 23 and 21, or it's you know 20 and 19. I don't I don't care. As long as they're both producing, playing, becoming threats, it's gonna open up everything else for everyone else. So. Um, it's just important. They they got to set the tempo. It's 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 their team. It's their team. If they don't know it, then it needs it needs to be known. Listen, if we win forty five games this year, it could be Jalen sucks leaders in scoring. I don't care. It's just <laughs> I want to see this team play well, win a ton of games, and again make people respect us. To your point, I cannot wait for the days where heading into the new season, it's not like oh man, we got to make the playoffs. It's like we will be in the playoffs. We we just got to get through this eighty two games to get there. And again, the, those days will come. So. uh it's getting, it's getting there. This year will be a major, major season, though, to prepare us for that next step, whether it is figuring out who stays, who's part of the core going forward. It's a fun season. Enjoy enjoy the ride. It's going to be a fun one. It is season 35 for the Orlando Magic, and it's going to be a very important one for us. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's touch base on a quick rapid fire from our uh, Magic HQ bulletin board. Jet Howard signs with Jordan Brand, joins Paolo Bencaro. Uh, who signed with Jordan Brand last year? How do you like the Jordan Brand on Jet Howard? Love it, love it, man. Well, why not? Can't sure. hit on, on Jordan, right? <laughs> yeah, do it. He's always rocking these pink Jordans, anyways. It was about time make it official. <laughs> Orlando Magic top assistant Nate Tibbetts finalizing a deal with literally just a couple weeks. Not even a couple weeks, like less than a week before the season starts, he cuts a deal to become the new head coach of the WNBA Phoenix Mercury, making him one of the most paid head coaches <laughs> in the WNBA. How do you feel about him making that move? Listen, good for mostly that he's developed a coach into getting the most money he's ever made. So great for coach mostly, great reputation he's building, but you can't wonder like how's that going to impact us um the belief is he's not going to just leave the team right away there's a belief that he may stick around to um the trade that line around there when they kind of ramp it, ramp things up in WNBA. um so hopefully that is the case it's a kind of transition that happens and not just like hey he's gone next week uh but i'm pretty sure they'll figure it out internally they'll figure out who to name uh i'll say uh, take that role that he had with the team but Good for him. Congratulations. Again, good, good for mostly to, again, get that recognition of, of developing talent. That's what it's all about. Uh, just unfortunately, kind of hurts us, I think, a little bit just right now, in this moment. Yeah, I mean, he was Coach Moses' right-hand man. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard credits him a lot in regards to his development. He was very liked um, by the players, so definitely a tough hit. Um, curious to see what the Magic end up doing. Do they do next man up? Do they bring somebody else in? Um, what does that look like? You know, so good for him. Sucks that the news came out just literally a less than a week away. Um, you know, that would have been a great decision to make, like you know, way back then. But you know, maybe exactly. offer was on the table, whatever the case may be. But good for him. Tough. On to the next one. Orlando Magic set a new timeline for the five hundred million dollar downtown sports entertainment district, which will include a hotel, apartments, shops, and office spaces. Construction is planned to start in late 2024. If everything goes as planned, it will be ready by 2026. Will it really happen this time around? So we've been talking about this for what now? 14, 15, 16 years? Yeah, I mean, it feels that way. Dwight was here when the, when the plans were, were developed. I mean, think, think so they, that. they originally, if you remember what the old layout used to be like, they, they the right in front of the magic shop, they had like this whole line full of, you know, bars and different places where you're able to to go hang out. You didn't have to walk like, you know, a mile and a half from, you know, in remembrance of Harry Buffalo's. So you didn't have to walk so far, you know, to be at a at a bar before the game. Like there was something literally across the street. Um, so this is something that they need to do like yesterday and they yep. need to make it happen like the the magic have tried to you know put their hats in the ring again for you know getting the all-star game to come back to orlando this is something that needs to happen like if if we really want consideration we want to be able to keep up with the rest of the nba 
Um, you know, our, our, our arena is, is top notch. Our practice facility is top notch. This is just going to be another pillar in there. That's going to just make Orlando the spot to be at. And, you know, hopefully they, they hurry up and do something because that's been a eyesore for such a long time. And it's not, it's not attractive. It's not fun. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. dead weight at the moment. A hundred percent. And to your point, man, like it's needed. Uh, now with Hard Buffalo shutting down, let's see what they do there. I was telling my wife yesterday on the way to the game, like, man, like, wouldn't it be cool if the Magic buy the bar where Hard Buffalo was at and give it like a nice Magic theme name and make it a bar before the game where you got to go to, make it a game that when they do away games, they do watch parties, like embrace the fact that you are right there by the arena, like embrace the fact that we're becoming a younger team that is a really good team in a few years, like tick, tick, do it now. Um, again, hopefully this happens because it is needed. That, that area in front of the arena has looked horrible for the last, what is it, 10 years. Let's get that fixed. It shouldn't be this long to make that happen. Again, the team will be good soon enough. We want the also game back in Orlando. But to make that happen, they need these things to happen. Man, I say we just put the money together and we just get the bar ourselves. Just call it a day. Listen, call man. It, I don't know. Headquarters. Make it happen. Listen, don't tempt me. You're thinking about it. <laughs> I like it. You're, th- you're thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, downtown Orlando, you already have, you know, the Orlando City Soccer Pub. Um, that that's really one of the things that you know, great, great. I I don't I don't watch Orlando City Soccer at all. Not a little bit. Never watch one game. Sure, you sure. Been to a game. Don't care about soccer. Let's be honest. Uh, I'm I'm born and raised here in Orlando. I'm a Florida boy. I am I am nothing and everything. Uh, for the Orlando Magic. So there should be a little more of a presence from the Magic. And I feel like those things would happen if we haven't, you know, lost for over a decade, right? Sure. These are these are missed opportunities where, you know, and it, we're we're talking about a bar in Harry Buffalo's that put a huge emphasis, you know, around the Orlando Magic, where they, they played the games on the projectors and they hosted, they allowed for a six man to host their parties and and have magic gatherings, right? And it feels at this moment, has somebody reached out to, to us on social media asking, hey, I'm traveling down from another state, going to a magic game. Where's the spot to hang out, you know, before a game and to be able to hang out with other magic fans? Nah, I got I got nothing for you, man. I, I have I have absolutely no idea. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know what bar is gonna end up you know, picking up that responsibility. I don't, I don't know. I don't even, I couldn't tell you. Don't know. It's, it's a shame that Harry Buffalo's couldn't, couldn't make it through. I know. I have the brewery right up by Emway, which I guess is right by Emway, right? So you would think there would be more um, supportive, I guess, of the magic. And I think they've, they've tried, uh, but again, they need something fresh, something cool that again, they, I think the ideas are there. They got to execute them now and make it happen. But it's a perfect time, man. This team, again, is about to, to turn the page. We need more magic representation in downtown Orlando. I think that the fans will embrace it, but they got to make it happen. What they need to do, this is a genius idea. Genius. Genius. What they need to do, T-Max Adventure in Polk County didn't work out. I think it was called Home Court, Home Advantage, yep. Home Court Advantage, something like that. It would be dope if he had something like that where it was Orlando Magic related embrace more of the Orlando Magic culture and, and doing the same things that Harry Buffalo did just sit on another level. Be great if they did that. Not because, you know, I'm a I'm a diehard T Mac fan and not because Vince Carter could never do that in any capacity. Wait, 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 because wait, it just wait, 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 wait. So wait, time out. Vince also failed at a restaurant attempt in Daytona. So they both failed outside of Orlando. How about this? They both joined together. <laughs> they open a restaurant in downtown Orlando bar and they call it Court Cousins. Oh, wait, no, that wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just have the Court Cousin guys come and do it. Done deal. Yes. <laughs> Done deal. Yeah, that, that name's already taken for, for anything Orlando related. You can't do Court Cousins. That's, that's, already, <laughs> that's already done. Shout out to our Court Cousin guys. All right, man, on, on that note, it's a, it's a wrap, man. It's the last preseason game tonight against the Flamengo Brazilian Basketball Club. Um, Man, is is do we know anyone on that team? Is there any NBA players? Former NBA I players? don't know, but I will just say this: make it through healthy. That's all I care about. I want to go to opening night next Wednesday, and I want this team to be a hundred percent healthy, full force. 
taking on the Houston Rockets on their brand new uniform and court, by the way. Remember that. Opening night's going to be incredible to see that, that old school court and jerseys. Uh, that's all I'm asking for. Survive that game tonight against uh, Brazil, the Brazilian team, and then let's, let's, let's get it going, man. It's going to be a fun season. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't recognize anybody. Yeah, I, this last preseason game, um, man, whole, what my ask is, don't, don't play any of our starters for a long period of time. This should be more of a break for them. Sit Joel Ingles out, make sure that he's good. And um, I love to see Caleb Houston out there play a lot more. I love to see, uh, you know, Anthony Black and Jet Howard in there, preferably in the first quarter. That that'd be nice to see. I, I want I want to see some of our younger guys that haven't had a whole lot of minutes out there and and playing and make sure that our guys are rest up enough um, and ready to go once the season starts. Because once it once it hits, and I say every single game, every game, we cannot let not one slip um, because we know how tight of a race that that race is towards towards end yes sir and don't forget yep. this this weekend we're going to be doing all the um announcements on the final roster spots so we'll probably wait right. all the gili guys we know that but there is a third two-way contract available so we got to see Mac what happens Club. with that let's see man let's see uh but again probably saturday we'll, we'll be updating you guys on that as the team announces it but it should happen this weekend for sure and then after that it's for real yeah man the the magic the magic if the Magic could really sign, if they end up signing Mac McClung, there has to be, like, a, this should be one of those, um, uh, how many, is this anything, how many slam dunk contest champions or even participants have the Magic had? We, we got to be leading in some capacity. I don't know. That, oh, yeah. That'd be some good research. Should probably send that up the chain anyways on that note it is a wrap appreciate you guys for listening we will catch you guys when the season starts man for all the latest magic news and updates visit orlandomagichq.com and follow us on instagram at orlandomagichq and on twitter at omagichq also remember to subscribe to our youtube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.